0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. for prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
1: Oye mi gente, this is the Urban Hibaro, and you're tuned in to Radio Capicú, the first Latino talk show on the internet on Blog Talk Radio.
2: Right. Le, 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 le. Yeah. I'm the tightest boy shelter with a Guayavera. Tongo radio de los grandes a mi lado from the old escuela. Escuchando mi cinta de rap en español. Hangueando en la avenida, on a mango. You don't wanna tango. Right through, I'm letting you know, Brockie. I'm considered to be one of a kind, come go coquille. I think it makes him alboroto, feel proud to be Puerto Rican. check out is the lingo that I was freaking. Straight from the New York streets, las caseteras. I call it New York, me can spankly, sin barreras. Y yo no me llamo Tito, but I'm about to take it through the puente. Cause I'm in a boricua state So pump your hands, boy, del rufo, y déjame do my thing. I'm chilling, come on, baby, I'm going to be in no thing thing. And mi viejo, South Bronx, yeah, yeah. Que viva Puerto Rico, Que, que viva. viva. Muchos han olvidado I've been doing this Desde el octavo grado Así que si tú aprecias Spanish hip-hop Then I got something ya. Porque desde el principio I've been keeping it goya. ya. Check como sueno Si es por rock blabber Entonces tiene que ser bueno A la buena o a la mala Ain't no thing but a nala I keep the real like mama Do keep figuritas en la sala Let's listen to, la, to la, Hector la, Lavo Yeah, Willie Colón Not for nothing but j No Reminds me of Kitty Chacon way, desde la montaña del Oso, hasta el parque central, hasta la calle 8, hasta los siete lagos, hasta el paseo boricua en la avenida del doctor Don Pedro Alvito Campos en Chicago, hasta la isla del Borinquen, más o menos, esto es lo que hay para los que nos brinquen, no no brinquen brinque. conmigo, borricua, soy. Yo soy boricua de desde el morro en Puerto Rico hasta Nueva York. Yo soy boricua Soy a mí que hay unos cuantos que se creen que porque yo me crié en los Estados que yo no soy puro boricua pero están equivocados. Eminem, en Kanye West, Gwen Stefani, Selena Gómez, Vera, a donde quiera que yo te llevo seguir sembrando mi bandera. Saludos a todos los boricuas en este planeta, sea donde sea el boricua se respeta. Esta canción yo se la estoy dedicando a los boricuas mundial que se pasen representando. Yo siempre he representado desde pequeño, siempre ha sido orgulloso de ser puertorriqueño. Siempre mantenido a Puerto Rico mi corazón, desde nacimiento boricua a por percent El señor es mi testigo, más yo me siento como la canción número siete de mi primer ciclo de mi fama, enemigo. No quiero flores ni llanto, solamente quiero que me entierren en la isla del encanto. ¡Canto, canto! Y como el hijo de gloria por Rock Blades, yo soy boricua de Cora. Qué bonita, qué bonita es la bandera puertorriqueña, yo soy boricua de Cora. Y el coqui, y el coqui viene cantando así soy boricua de cora. Uh, uh,
0: uh, uh, uh. Con mucha, con mucha
2: uh, 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 dedicación. Uh,
1: uh. Yo soy boricua de cora. Boricua de cora, boricua de cora soy. Boricua de cora, boricua de cora soy. What's going on, mi gente? You're listening to the Capicu Show on this very special Veterans Day edition. My name is George Torres the Urban Nibato and uh today we're we're going to change the the speed of the show a little bit and uh pretty much talk about a group that um that has been under overlooked uh in history. Um as you know tomorrow is going to be Veterans Day and Veterans Day is a holiday that honors people who served in the armed service. Uh which are known as veterans obviously. Uh, it's a federal holiday that's observed on November 11th every year. It coincides with other holidays such as Armistice Day and Remembrance Day, which are celebrated in other parts of the world, and also mark the anniversary of the end of World War One. Um, you know, obviously, major hostilities of the World War, for, uh, the First World War, were formally ended on the 11th uh, hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918. Uh, Veterans Day is not to be confused with Memorial Day. Veterans Day celebrates the service of all U.S. military veterans, while Memorial Day is a day of remembering the men and women who died while serving. Um, So today we have a very, as I said before, uh, we're going to have uh, Frank Medina, who actually has started a movement to make sure that the 65th Infantry uh, Regiment is recognized for their service to to the United States and uh, representing Puerto Rico as well, Um, the 65th uh, Infantry Unit, excuse me. Uh, i also known as the Borinquineers. And what we're trying to do today is we're trying to issue a call of action to our listeners to make sure that we have a big push to make sure that these gentlemen and these uh, soldiers get the Congressional Gold Medal Award. Uh, So uh, with no further ado, I want to introduce Mr. Frank Medina, a veteran himself, Army Captain, Iraq War Veteran, and uh, founder of the uh, Congressional Medal Alliance. Welcome, Frank. Thank you George, I appreciate you having me. Definitely, definitely. So, um I, I'm gonna tell you how I found out about the Um, it wasn't so long ago, it was probably like four or five years ago, I was at uh, uh doing an appearance at the Puerto Rican Day Parade in Brentwood, Long Island. And I saw this uh these guys on bikes, motorcycle guys. And uh older guy uh drove past me and I asked him, I was like, Yo, buddy Quinidas, you know, what's that about? So basically what he explained to me was it was a that they're a motorcycle club that is paying homage to uh the sixty fifth infantry regiment. Uh and he gave me a whole history lesson that day and you know. It actually coincided with the time that uh I guess there was a documentary coming out, in two thousand seven, I wanna say it was. Uh he told me he's like you gotta watch the movie, you gotta watch the movie. It's gonna tell you a little bit more than what I could tell you right now during the parade while we're trying to drink some, you know, <laughs> have a couple of medallas um, or whatnot. Um, so he gave me a quick uh, history lesson there. And uh, over the last couple of years, I've seen this momentum kind of building and building and building. Uh, and I wanted to have you on the show today, the day before Veterans Day, so that we could really push and, and, uh, and, and issue this call of action to help uh, get these gentlemen recognized. Um, so Frank, why don't you tell me a little bit about why and how you got involved with the Pioneer project? No, absolutely, George. Um,
0: about last year, I uh, conducted uh, an honor presentation for a couple of engineers in the Orlando area, and in honor of uh, presentation, there were other minority veteran groups, such as the Tuskegee Airmen and the Montfort Point Marines. Uh, as you well know in your audience, the Tuskegee Airmen were the first African-American pilots and, um, and the military, and the Montfort Point Marines were the first African-American Marines. So in this group, one of the uh, uh sees a uh, congressional gold medal replica, bronze replica, I'm one of the off Point Marines, and uh, he definitely uh, taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, Frank, how can we get a gold medal like that? And then I say, well, don't, that's a good question. How can you guys get a, a gold medal like that? So, uh, lo and behold, after a couple of phone calls, you know, um, creating a website, creating a Facebook page, um, we find ourselves uh, with two congressional bills, both in the House and in the Senate, um, and... Lo and behold, uh, me and you are speaking here today in this interview. So um, we're definitely uh, gaining great momentum as uh, we're def- uh, heading into the end of 2013, and we hope to continue fueling this momentum as we uh, begin the, the 2014 year.
1: Absolutely. And just for the record, uh, for our listeners out there, the, the two bills that he's talking about are H.R. 1726 and S eleven seventy four, and that information could be obtained by going to borinqueneers dot org. That's b o r i n q u e n e e r s dot org, and you can get Correct. all the information there.
0: Correct, George, and also uh, we have a shorter domain name. Uh, it's six five t h c g n, as in Congressional Gold Medal C G M dot org, as well. So okay, absolutely.
1: So so I guess my biggest question is, how does a, a segregated unit even come to be? Like, how, how does that happen? How, how do we have a Tuskegee Airmen? How do we have a 65th Infantry Unit where everybody's segregated?
0: Right. Um, I guess um, back in those days, it was more of the cultural norm. It was just, uh, you know, you had Jim Crow laws. You had um, stereotypes were not anti it was just the way society pigeonholed um, certain groups of ethnicities, whether it was based on their uh, socioeconomic background, whether it was based on skin color or whatnot, and it, it took years. It took um, years of just education, uh, leaders, it's King Jr., Cesar Chavez, whatnot. It took those uh, historic uh, game changers to definitely break those molds and uh, definitely uh, pave the way to uh, racial equality in the U.S. Uh, it's unfortunate that um, those minority veteran groups, such as the Borinqueneers, were definitely reflective of the uh, society's perceptions of you know different ethnic groups, and whatnot. So that's how I believe uh, those things came about.
1: So, so you must have you must have had amazing conversations with some of the the Borinqueneers that are still around. Can you talk a little bit about some of the uh, people you've met and, and some of the stories you've heard? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the the Borinqueneer that
0: inspired me to begin the, this great endeavor was uh, Raul Reyes Castaneda. And I called Don Raul, I call him the Saving Private Ryan of the 65th Infantry because he is the younger of four brothers that served with the 65th Infantry in the Korean War. Uh, if your audience doesn't remember, Saving Private Ryan was a movie about uh, Tom Hanks, the actor. He was looking for Private Ryan, which is the younger of five brothers, and he was sent a mission uh, from the, the president at the time. So I, and, uh, analogous, I compared Don Rao to that. And he, I adopted him as my grandfather, quote unquote. Um, my grandfather uh, passed away a couple of years back. He was with the 65th Infantry, so I definitely uh, channel uh, him, though that was my grandfather. Uh, people tell me one time that uh, he was on patrol, and uh, he wanted a break. It was so cold that uh, he went to this tent to just uh, get a break and, uh, you know, to uh, keep himself warm. Um, you know, and then he definitely uh, I took his news. When he woke up, he found out that the tent that he went was a tent full of the corpse. Uh, full of the, the bodies,
1: you know, from uh,
0: battles that they were engaging. You know, so these are some of the, the, the gripping anecdotes uh, that I get. Uh, I get other anecdotes of uh, men, you know, uh, m- more gruesome and whatnot uh, in, in graphic detail that uh, definitely captivated, definitely uh, uh, appeals to the emotions and uh, uh, definitely, you know, it makes you wonder, wow, you know, under those conditions, they definitely were able to, to create a lot of military
1: accomplishments. Absolutely, and I want to talk a little bit about those. One of the things that I found really fascinating about, you know, kind of delving into their story, is that what we don't know, what we didn't know, I didn't know, was that we, Puerto Ricans have participated in many of the military conflicts in which the United States has been involved. Uh, we participated in the American Revolution. Uh, we participated uh, in uh, in Wars against the British, uh, I mean, even today, you know, Latinos, uh, Puerto Ricans specifically, are all over the world uh, and have fought conflicts ever since. My father personally was a,
0: was a Vietnam vet.
1: So we've fought in a lot of wars. Um, in the Korean War um, specifically, um, it was the distinctions that I saw that really stood out to me was there were ten distinguished service cross medal uh, honorees, Two hundred and fifty-six silver stars, six hundred and six bronze stars, and uh, and two thousand seven hundred and seventy-one purple hearts. That's a lot of awards for one unit. Now, do you know? Do you have any concept of how big these unit? How, how big the sixty-fifth infantry was? Right. Uh, no. It's, um, among uh, its contemporaries, it was uh, the definitely
0: highly decorated unit, but uh, definitely. Uh, performed all of great military achievements uh, to earn, you know, and, uh, as a result, those, those awards that you just mentioned. Uh, they were known for the last uh, regimental size, the bayonet assault against the enemy. So they were definitely masters at hand-to-hand combat. Uh, actually, there's a graphical, there's an artist rendition of that last uh, bayonet assault, and that's probably one of the more uh, iconic images of the 65th, that last bayonet assault. They were also probably one of the vanguard, one of the leading units defending the evacuation path, the evacuation quarter of the First Marine Divisions, and one of the, probably one of the greatest military withdrawals ever in U.S. history. And um, as such, they were one of the last units on the boats uh, to retreat. You know, while everybody else was uh, was boarding, and uh, many, many, many other uh, critical battles, whatnot, and uh, they. Uh, Despite their accomplishments, we we have to uh, consider that they definitely uh, endured and succeeded despite a lot of adverse uh, circumstances. I mean, you're talking about a group uh, taking them out out of a tropical island, out of their environmental uh, context, not only environmental context, but uh, out of their cultural and language context as well. Uh, you know, most of these guys were just, you know, not urban hevados, but rural hevados <laughs> at that. And uh, it was probably the first time away from that. So to be able to perform under those extreme circumstances, when that, and then toss it, up, toss it with being in a segregated unit, uh, being perceived to be of an inferior uh, soldier than, than anybody else. Uh, I think that's remarkable uh, what they were able to to accomplish in that uh, in that setting.
1: Absolutely, and, I'm, I'm look, and I look, and I'm, I'm looking at all the people who've actually signed on already. You have a lot of support. Um, you have a lot of major organizations. You have the National Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce. Uh, you have the Vietnam Veterans of America. You have the Association of the United States Army. You have LULAC. You have National Puerto Rican Coalition. You're gaining a lot of momentum. What is needed to take us over the threshold? What is it, what is it we have? What can I do? What can my listeners do? to make sure that we get the word out and that we uh, make sure that they get the recognition they deserve. Right, George. Yeah, this is
0: the most important thing right here. This is how we're going to make history. This is how we're going to definitely uh, make our imprint. And uh, let me just add out here, George, that, uh, just to put it in historical context, out of 155 Congressional Gold Medal recipients since 1776, since George Washington, only one other recipient has been Latino American, and that's been none other than our very own Roberto Clemente, humanitarian and baseball Hall of Famer in 1973. So the this, the awarding of the CGM for the 65th century would be of monumental and ethnic proportions here, and uh, we're definitely uh, weaving, weaving history and, uh, and the cultural fabric of, of America. So. How do we do this? We need folks out there to definitely get out of their comfort zones, definitely write letters, write letters to their congressmen, uh, congress members. write letters to their two senators. We have an example type of letter they could download for, from our website. They, that, that's one method. Another method is they could definitely uh, write to, uh, on their uh, members' website, uh, write them a note, both their senators and their, their member. They could call them they could call the Washington DC office of their congress member or senator and ask for the military legislative assistant and definitely just you know basically to express to them saying hey i am a, i'm your constituent and i want you to, so, to co-sponsor bill hr 1726 or bill s 1174 because it means a lot to me and it means a lot to 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 me as a Hispanic in my culture. You don't need to be a rocket scientist. You, you don't need to be a, a doctor to be able to do this. You don't need to be out there, uh, uh, you know, th- doing picking lines. Um, so th- those are what the three uh, primary effective methods. Other folks have done events around their, their, uh, their regions and their, and their cities. They've done honor events. They've done, they've done on the radio. Uh, folks have written articles and op-eds on their local newspapers. Um, other folks have definitely um, done, done petitions. Other folks have gotten letters, you know, but hey, can you sign this letter and just collect a mass, uh, just a you know, whole group load of letters to be able to send to that congressional office. So there, there's there's a lot of way uh, a lot of ways to, to to skin this the this cat. The main thing is letting those congress members that have not come on board yet, tell um, hey, you need to co-sponsor, and that'll definitely demonstrate what's called the groundswell support. And the more we have these, especially in the critical states of the northeastern states uh, where I imagine you're at, and all of those states in the eastern seaboard, uh, California and Texas, Ohio, uh, Illinois, you know, those states with a uh, predominantly large Hispanic uh, population, we could definitely make our mark in those areas, Uh, but all the states are needed. No state is insignificant at that. Um, And in our website, if you go to uh, www.65thcgn.org, if you go in in the section called Call Congress Now, it will definitely show you an outline of these methods that I just uh, described right now. And we also have a resource section where you can download promotional flyers, visuals, There's even a talking script you could download to help you if you approach uh, your local congressional office. So we're here to facilitate folks' uh,
1: people's effort to uh, carry this out in the local regions. Absolutely. And what I'm also seeing here is I I just looked at the last newsletter uh, that was sent out October 16th, and you actually have a list of who's already supporting it. Uh, Do you have a list as well of a that uh, I guess are the remaining targets that we could contact? Right. I uh, love that. That list has not been um, been generated. Obviously, that's an
0: ongoing list. It will change day to day as uh, new co-sponsors come on board. There are a lot of resources which will tell a person uh, which, which districts are not on board. Uh, they could go to govtrack.us and uh, it will definitely show a, a map that outlines the congressional districts, and they use the information on our bill co-sponsored compound to definitely uh, cross-reference which ones are not. Um, but one thing uh, I'll add is that uh, so folks need to contact folks, not, not just in their state, and, uh, for example, if their congressional district you know, or two senators have co-sponsored, you know, don't, don't stop there. You know, contact other friends or family or colleagues in other congressional districts which have not co-sponsored, and even mail them the letter. You know, just mail them the letter, put a stamp on the envelope, and just look, just sign and let the envelope send it. Not only in your state, you know, try to get uh, all of your Congress, all of your state's delegation on board, but other folks in, the, in other areas. If you know somebody in, in Iowa or in, I don't know, uh, Nevada, you know, tell them to come on board. Hey, just send this letter, stamp it, or, you know, maybe make a phone call, and that's it. Sometimes it takes just a cluster of constituents to definitely convey that message to that Congressional office, and they're on board. Yeah, so Sometimes it's just, that, uh, it's just that simple. I wish it was like that for all of them, but uh, sometimes uh, it just doesn't take much.
1: Absolutely. And you guys are doing a great job. I'm telling you, the information that I get from you guys is very detailed, very specific. You guys definitely know how to get the information out there. Um, I'm very proud of, you, of what you guys are doing. Now, what is your timeline for this? What, what is the ideal situation? Is, is 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 it a reality? Is it realistic to even think that maybe by next year, this time, that they could actually be recognized? Yes. Uh, right now, if you know me
0: being an engineer, we can math, math- mathematically we are uh, on pace to. Uh, to obtain the the minimum amount of co-sponsors. Obviously, it's a large number. It's two-thirds of each Congress of the House of Representatives and the Senate, and uh, we're at 54% uh, roughly in the House of Representatives, and we're at one-third, 33%, in in the Senate. Um, We're needing to keep this pace up until December of next year uh, until this congressional session adjourns, uh, basically when this congressional ser- this congressional session is over, uh, that's the, our deadline to get these co-sponsors. And so we definitely need to keep an ambitious pace. Uh, we definitely need to, to to reach out in, in our networks and definitely uh, get motivated to do this. Th- this will have a lot of um, ripple effects uh, throughout throughout the Latino society. You know, not not just with the 65th not just among Puerto Ricans, but, you know, this will serve as emotional closure for most of these veterans that are left with a negative stigma while they're in the 65th, you know, that left left with the stigma of prejudice or inferiority, whatnot, you know, all those, you know, uh, tarnished episodes. This is something that will serve as uh, a reivindication to those, uh, you know, horrific uh, episodes, and, it could also bridge. It could also serves as a catapult to bring other uh, issues to the national spotlight. We're talking about substandard veterans' in Puerto Rico, uh, you know, uh, Hispanic veterans getting deported, whatnot. You know, and it, overall, it just offsets the, the the negative perceptions of Latinos in today's contemporary media. You know, this is just a good news story among all of that uh, negative publicity. That we get so, so. This has a lot of uh, a lot of potential to definitely um, bring us uh, advance us as a culture. So it, it's very important. It's very imperative that we get out there and we make our mark.
1: Private text message from one of our listeners, and he said he wants to make the distinction that the 65th Infantry has never left a member behind, and that's a big accomplishment with any particular unit. Correct. So, right. That, 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 that's correct. So they never had. A, they never lost anybody that it, they didn't bring home.
0: Right. Right. And even and, and even
1: with the sixty fifth infantry, uh, there's
0: there's a list out there for the um, for the uh, for the missing in action, the, the MIA's, uh, whatnot. So you know that this would be uh, to to commemorate them, you know, and, and their uh, and their ultimate sacrifice as well. And I don't know
1: if this is relevant to this particular conversation, but what does the 65th infantry look like today? you mean meaning uh, look like
0: in terms of?
1: It, it, it's still a majority Hispanic uh, unit, maybe not segregated, but maybe people request to be in it. I'm not sure okay. how the military works. But... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, absolutely. Actually, no,
0: it's great uh, it, 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 to bring up, uh, bring up that point. The, the 65th infantry deactivated in 1956. And uh, I, I, to preserve the the, the lineage and uh, and the heritage, they they left a the remnant battalion with the Puerto Rican National Guard, and it still resides today in the Puerto Rican National Guard. It's the first battalion of the 65th Infantry, and it's it, it's the only unit ever uh, to be in that situation. Um, so it's 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 a unique yeah it's a it's a, it's a unique uh, a military unit uh, with that among all the other other, um, uh, key key facts I mentioned. And um, as far as the demographic uh, layout of the the soldiers with with the 65th, uh, although predominantly Puerto Rican, there were some elements of other ethnicities. Uh, There were a couple of companies of segregated African Americans. There were some Virgin Islanders. Uh, There were Mexican Americans. Uh, In fact, uh, speaking of Mexican American, the only uh, four-star Army Latino general, uh, General Richard Cavazos, came, was a Borinquenia. And um, he, um, he, he he fought the 65 in Korea, and he earned the Distinguished Service Cross, which was one of the awards you mentioned. The Distinguished Service Cross is just one level below the the Medal of Honor. And he's, he's a, a Borinquenia. He's still living today. He's in the Texas area. So the, the, this spans all ethnicities. And, you know, we, we don't know how many other ethnicities. It seems like um, and then again I'm, I'm I'm talking here out of uh a seems like every person of skin color of other ethnicity they just tucked them under the sixty fifth um the Filipinos, they thought that they 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 thought that the Filipinos spoke spanish, so they tucked them under the sixty fifth as well so you know it, it it's a very it was a very uh, uh ethnic uh ethnically diverse unit uh, combat wise uh, at that time and it's, you know this is movie type material this is something for hollywood uh, to to make here pretty soon. <laughs>
1: Wow. And you know what? I got another message from um, Marilyn Negron in Kissimmee, Florida. And it seems like after a couple of years, they managed to uh, dedicate a park to the 65th Infantry Regiment uh, over on Royal Palm and Buenaventura Boulevard in Kissimmee, Florida. That's pretty cool. Thank you, Marilyn, for sharing that with us. Yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, you know, the the 65th Infantry uh,
0: Regiment has about... uh, and memorials and uh, monuments around the, the nation, whatnot. Uh, not. Uh, There's one in, in Puerto Rico, i see, and La Calle de, eh, La Calle de Infanteria out there in San Juan. Uh, there is an avenue uh, named after them in the, uh, what was the Southern Boulevard. It's co-named with uh, S.S.M.D. Infanteria. There's the park out there in Buenaventura Lakes. Uh, and just recently, uh, I've been informed that uh, they broke ground. They, they were able to secure a piece of land in the Britain Connecticut, um, for Connecticut for a park, a memorial park, and a monument out there. So the, um, the the legacy is still perpetuating. I'm glad for this, and I'm glad of that. Uh, you know, things like this, things like the the gold medal, uh, these mines definitely leave this legacy for the future generations. At that.
1: Are you aware of any movie projects other than the documentary that are going to tell stories within uh, the 65th Infantry? Actually, uh, it, it's funny you mentioned uh, that that to me, George. Uh,
0: I've been sent a couple of screenplays uh, to you know to, to look at, it, but for none uh, to my knowledge uh, have uh, have materialized uh, to the degree of something. So, but I hope I, I hope it does. I, I think this is a uh, Hollywood caliber. And I think this, you know, uh that this could definitely um make a uh to make a movie make it definitely, you know, magnify the, the reputation and, and uh, you know, and, and the great prestige of the sixty fifth. So I hope they do I hope that Hollywood
1: uh, makes a movie about these guys. Okay. So how do people get in touch with you specifically if they need you to speak on, a, on another radio show, if you need to go to a university, college, or all the activities that you're doing uh, on behalf of the 65th? How can they get in touch with you? Correct, yeah. Uh, you can email me at
0: 65thcgn, that's C-G-N as in Congressional Middle, 65thcgn at gmail.com. Or you can call me. My number is 239-530-8075.
1: Okay, awesome. And uh, the the one thing I will say is, you know, we're in November right now. This is Puerto Rican Heritage Month. We're also, like I said, the day before Veterans Day. Uh, And we're going to really need your help in achieving this well-merited honor. The Congressional Gold Medal for the 65th Infantry Regiment Boricunias from Puerto Rico. This national recognition will help highlight the service and sacrifice of all the Latino American veterans. Several minority segregated military units have already been recognized by a grateful nation. It's time for us to do our part. Please visit the 65thcgm.org website or go to boriquineers.com. That's B-O-R-I-N-Q-U-E-N-E-E-R-S.org. And uh, do your part today. Go in there. Go into the um, the, the action. Uh, the, the, the top bar has all the different things that you could do. You could also donate via PayPal if you want to support the project. I think that this is what we need to do, and we need to do it today. Let's, let's make a big impact tomorrow, and let's have a way for Boricua going out there and really promoting uh, this project to make sure that the, uh, that the 65th Infantry gets their place in history. Thank you so much, Frank. I really appreciate you taking the time tonight on uh, Sunday night, uh, to be with us and share this valuable information. And I look forward to to actually speaking to whatever remaining members are are around uh, to, to hear a little bit more about what it was like to be uh, in this uh, infantry and and some of the stories that they have to tell.
0: Absolutely, George. And thank you. Thank you for the end. I mean, the time is now. El tiempo es ahora. Okay, let's do this.
1: Okay, let's make our mark. Ya yeah, tú sabes. And I want to thank you folks for listening. This has been a very special episode of the Capicu Show. Uh, we'll be back in two Sundays and with a regularly scheduled program. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And, again, tomorrow's the day. We have, right now, make sure you email it, send it to a friend, Facebook, like it, Pinterest, Twitter, whatever you have to do. Let's send this information now to our friends. Let's take action today so that we could, uh get them recognized.
0: All right? Y con eso
1: dicho, vamos para el capi. Where is it? Yeah, there we go.
2: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Oh, a book club.
0: Computer solitaire. Huh?